Welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a sparkle of Hallmark movie magic. You have your hosts for season five. You have myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the stunning, the lovely, and motherly Tracy. And as always, we are seated with our silent co-host, Colleen the Build-A-Bear. And for our first segment, we will have our wintry wisdom. This is where we give a little bit about Hallmark movie lessons that we've learned throughout our many years of watching Hallmark movies. <laughs> and I can get us started, but I will caveat it with it has no bearing on the Hallmark movie that we watched and that we will focus on for this podcast. But it is in many, many Hallmark movies the case where there is eavesdropping. Mm, that's in a lot of them. So my wintry wisdom is if you're going to eavesdrop, then stay for the whole exchange. <laughs> Otherwise, you only have a part of the story and you conclude or take away from it and base your actions on something that's done without a full understanding of the conversation that occurred that you were eavesdropping on. Correct. Well, my wintry wisdom for this episode is if you find yourself in conflict with someone, maybe what you need to do is shake up your perspective. Because I found throughout the Hallmark movies, now I will admit, there's not a ton of Hallmark movies with conflict, but, you know, there's been the times where you have your rival or you have yes. your boss that's giving you a hard time, maybe, and you just have to come about it from a new perspective and a new approach. So that is what I will leave you with this week. Very good. Next, we have to move on to our polar picks. Where, of course, we'll reveal what movie we watched, we'll walk through our top three chronological moments for each of us, and we'll share all those elements that you know and love, the hair, the makeup, the fashion, any betrayals we have, the setting, smooch meter, the chemistry of the main couple, and the quote of our podcast. So since we have so much to get into, let's just dive right in. This week, as we've been talking about for the last couple weeks, we finally have reached the Wedding Veil trilogy extension that Hallmark has released in their 2023 New Year New Movies. So this week, we started with the first, which is the Wedding Veil Expectations. Yes. Of eagerly awaited. Yes. Very eagerly awaited. Of course, leading lady Avery is starred by... None other than Lacey Chabert. You know her. You love her. I mean, I don't even have to explain. Follow her on the gram. Mm-hmm. And leading man Peter, same as last time, played by Kevin McGarry. So I will just read Hallmark's little synopsis to get us started. Avery and Peter try to keep the romance alive while renovating an old house and juggling work. But everything takes on a new perspective when Avery has a surprise for Peter. So I think this sets us up exactly where we need to be. My first polar pick is actually right at the start of the movie. This is the second week in a row we have it like right off the exactly. bat. Because as Avery is waking up in their lush, gorgeous house, 
she has a rose sitting on her pillow and Peter is there saying he would have cooked her breakfast but they don't really have a kitchen at the moment because obviously like the synopsis said they're renovating and Tessa thought the moment was creepy but I thought it was really cute because come on like waking up every morning to a rose that's really sweet that's yes, like really thoughtful and it it demonstrates to me the level that their relationship is on because of course just brief reminder they met because Peter said he wanted to go and smell the roses and Avery joined him so the the flower has a lot of meaning for them and Mm -hmm. of course it's a romantic flower in general so exactly as they are going about their day after that romantic start of course they're trying to make all these decisions for the house now mom and I will admit The house already looked beautiful, but according to Sam, the construction worker, he's saying that there's problems with the roof, there's issues. Foundation. Yeah. There's leaking. Leaking. uh, Just all kinds of problems that you would, I agree, you would expect from an old home, but this looked like the newest old home I've ever seen. It did. (laughs) Now, Avery makes it clear that the house is over 100 years old, and and, and maybe it was, but I really... I, from the scenes that we saw, at least in their entryway and things like that, it certainly it did not look like it was a hundred-year-old house. But we are in Boston. Yes. This is supposed to be kind of a castle-type historic yeah. home. Correct. And yes, they are in the middle of renovating an awful lot. That's yes. for sure. And to add to the mix, Peter's mother, Grace, comes over and offers to help with the interior design since that was her career prior to being married to his father. Mm-hmm. And Peter's not so on board, but Avery is ready to go. She says she sees the signs. She knows his mom is lonely and looking for romance. But of course, Avery's also a hopeless romantic, so exactly. she would always see that angle no matter what. You do that. <laughs> well, as Avery is heading to work, we learn that the boss, Sonia has retired, quit, I, I moved on. Moved on, something. Something. There's a new <laughs> director. Gone. Yes. There is a new director at the museum. Avery, because of her affinity for Amici, if you remember from the first trilogy, mm-hmm. she's in the process of creating a whole lace exhibit that's to be opening in a couple weeks, yes. featuring heavily the Amici portrait as well as the veil that started it all. Right. And then lace from every country Mm -hmm. and what makes it different and the samples and the history. And yes, very elaborate, Mm -hmm. lace-filled. Very Avery. Lacy exhibit. Yes, but as they are winding down their day, both Peter and Avery, of course, return from busy days at work. Peter is currently trying to push his program for art for youngish students. (laughs) We don't get any clear details. We just know he's trying to pitch it to the board. As they are going to sleep, we come to my polar pick moment because I I will say this, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit about setting further, but let me just put, put this out there. Their bedroom, so they have a huge bed with like a fabric backboard type of thing, but the pillows don't match. 
the cover, the bed cover. Lacey's design choices are I, questionable. I, don't, I, I, I really didn't think it was fantastic. I, I was not impressed by it. The colors of the walls and everything, it was it just didn't look right. But nevertheless, my polar pick moment is when they go to bed and they both just, you know, kind of, okay, now it's trying to, time to relax and everything. The lights are on, obviously, and they both simultaneously do the double clap to turn the lights off. It was just so precious. It was unexpected. Yeah. I did not in the least think that that was going to be something they had set up in their bedroom that they had. Yeah, the clap Clap lights. on, clap off lights. So I thought it was cute. It was it quirky. Was. And it showed how in sync they were. Yes. Absolutely. As with all the Wedding Veil trilogies, Emma and Tracy do stop by for a little visit. And while they are out on the town, they're realizing that Avery's not drinking. And, of course, she tries to brush it off saying, well, she's designated driver. She's trying to be responsible. But they catch on to her real quick. And Avery admits there is a potential that she's pregnant, but she is waiting to confirm it with a doctor because I guess her and Peter had a false alarm. She did the easy pregnancy test at home yeah. type of thing. It said positive, but the doctor but it was test negative. said negative. So yeah. because she was so down from that, she decides, you know what? I've taken another one and I do think it's right, but let me wait until I get to the doctor before I do anything. So obviously she's not going to have anything to drink. She's yes. being very conservative, but her friends are ecstatic. Static and yes, thought. but she is not going to tell Peter she's decided because, again, she doesn't want to get his hopes up if it's going to be another false positive. As she is trying to sit on this secret, of course, antics ensue. Mm-hmm. She can't stand the smell of coffee anymore, specifically the new director's coffee. He is a... It's caramel. He is something. I mean, he is headstrong. He wants a modern approach to be replacing all of the old paintings and old designs in the museum because he wants to generate more foot traffic. Of course, this contrasts strongly with Avery's view that, you know, the Amici needs to be the center and she knows that the paintings speak for themselves, all those sorts of things. So you can see the butting of heads. Yeah. But She's got the high emotions. Yes. She's got the highs and lows. She's got the kind of forgetfulness at times. Swelling of the feet. Yeah, so she's kind of having all of these symptoms, yet trying to not let anybody at work know. Mm -hmm. Definitely not that new executive director. She really doesn't want to tell Lucy, who's the assistant, because that would spread quickly. And she's just looking for the perfect time to tell Peter, which is kind of a strange thing because time keeps marching on. She... She makes an appointment with a doctor that seems to be, we couldn't tell from what date, but she makes it for the 18th. So it seems to be so much in the future. And yet beyond that, she still is trying to set up the perfect time to tell Peter, the perfect atmosphere and environment, including setting up some time at Mario's, which is Mm -hmm. where they had their first date. And she wanted to be at the same two chairs at the bar. However, things just don't turn out. His interview with the board gets delayed. He's needing to help with the renovations of the house. Just everything is not going to plan, which leads... They have the flooding in the basement. And because Peter is so hands-on, he Mm -hmm. is exhausting himself physically by trying to really make a difference. Now, Sam and his team are there, but there are times that obviously Peter feels he needs to be 
focusing on it. And it leads to my next polar pick because again, one of these several things that Avery has set up is she decides, you know what, because things are so bad at the house and Peter's so frustrated, he even says, let's just, let's just move, which they're, they're not going to do, but let's just go to a hotel then. So she thinks, oh, I'm going to get the honeymoon suite mm -hmm. at the Astoria Hotel in Boston, quite louche, as <laughs> Sally says. And that's where I'll tell them. Mm -hmm. So she's at the hotel room. She has got rose petals Aww. all over the bedspread. She's got roses. And I think she might have had some bubbly there for him, possibly. Mm -hmm. Obviously not for her. But she's got every, candles. Everything's set up so romantically so that when he comes to the Astoria, she has just the perfect time to tell him. Well, when he gets there, he is exhausted. His mm -hmm. back is... in a extreme pain because he's exerted himself and overdone himself and basically she gets him to the bed he falls face first on it yeah. and falls straight away to sleep so but not my, before calling her beautiful yeah he did so my it polar pick is definitely that he says yeah. yes avery you look beautiful right as he just Pass absolutely passes out without paying any attention to everything she's done and all the yeah. detailing around it in this huge suite which was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But as the renovations are increasing in intensity, of course, this does lead to a little bit of fighting between Avery and Peter because she just wants that moment to tell him and there's no good time. So eventually she does have an outburst in the backyard after an argument where she tells him she just wants him to be happy because this is the house that they're going to be raising their child in. So the news comes out. She asks him, okay, you know, I've told my two besties, but other than that, can we keep it a secret? Like, don't even tell your mom. Don't even tell Clark, which we do have to slightly explain real quick. Clark is actually a man that Grace, which is Peter's mother, met while she was holding the veil at a store that Avery was looking at. And Clark was actually Grace's college sweetheart that she was engaged to marry before, obviously, she before eventually married she Peter's, Peter's father. father. What's mm -hmm. unclear, I'm very disappointed, to be honest, but we never do get the backstory of why that engagement was called We do off. not. No. I, I'm honestly a little disappointed that you just dropped that nugget and then never explained. I mean, we get some, some cute times with Clark and yeah. Grace together going to dinner, strolling and chatting a bit. We get her referencing... In talking to Avery that yeah. she is interested and it's kind of nice to rekindle this, but not the backstory no. of why does it have to be rekindled? What happened in between there yeah. when she met Peter's father versus what happened then when she was was engaged. She yeah. Admits later I know that's what I'm, they were engaged I'm so even. confused. So but yes. She, yes. Avery doesn't want the news to get out. Not Grace, not Clark, not anyone at work especially because she's really trying to make a name for herself with the new executive director. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want him to be attributing her romanticism to being pregnant, <laughs> which is kind of like... I thought it was interesting that they included that because that really is a thing in the workplace of well, like bias towards pregnant women. I yeah, not until I was... Absolutely yeah. sure, and showing, and couldn't do anything about it. As we are progressing in the movie, now, of course, she has to tell Tracy and Emma that Peter knows, which they're very happy that everyone's on the same page. Nothing has to be a secret anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but, of course, the work stress is mounting. Avery feels like 
the Amici's about to go because the executive director's really been grumbling about it and saying he's going to trade certain paintings to a different museum to get more modern paintings from them. And Tracy calls Emma up real quick and is like, you know, I think we need to go visit Boston again. I think we need to go support Because her. Tracy knows from previous mm-hmm. work experience who this executive director is. She's worked yeah. with him before and she really She strongly hates him. <laughs> she definitely does not care for his his style, his approach, nothing. So she's all about yeah. being there to support Avery. And Emma, of course, is... Well, Emma's always it. always down to clown. So as they come to Boston, of course, they have to go out to eat. Now everything's out in the open. So Avery is having some serious pregnancy cravings. And that is where, my friends, we reach my second polar pick. Because they go out to Mario's, the restaurant that they all love. And that, you know, her and Peter started having their first dates in and she orders pineapple pizza which i know i know that this is a very divisive issue a lot of people say absolutely no pineapple on pizza a lot of people say no i love pineapple Mm -hmm. on pizza Mom and I are pineapple on pizza people. Yes, so are. to us, when they were very grossed out by this cricket, I was like, Hawaiian. you know, let honestly. Me just, let me just prop that out there. Donato's yeah. Hawaiian. I mean, Hawaiian pizza exists for a reason. Mm. Sweet with the savory. I mean, mm. come on. Come on. But it, it, my favorite part of this is not how they were, dis, quote, disgusted by this pregnancy craving, but that Avery's just talking about how emotional it is to, about to be a mom. And <laughs> Emma goes, yeah, and that's even more touching since you had this giant spot of tomato sauce right by your mouth. And she grabs a napkin and gets it for her, which I just thought that's such a best friend thing. It like. Is. To, point something out is kind of a joke but then also you know take care of you so that's why i chose that as my next polar pick and that is where she asks them both to be the yes the god by the way just to throw that in of the of the soon-to-be baby unfortunately as we progress through this movie peter decides once again i need to be super annoying so besides the still poor boston accent folks oh my god really really bad comes and goes it's a whim. so bad. Yeah. My fan. Anyways, um, <laughs> as Grace is trying to introduce Peter and Avery to Clark, of course, Avery's all on board. She thinks, you know, since this is the man that you were going to marry, you finally found the right time and place. This is it. But Peter's like, mm, I don't like the idea of someone replacing my father. So he decides he's just going to hate Clark, even though he's a pediatrician. He was a pediatrician. He's looking to teach at this point. Like, they actually have a lot of common ground in terms of helping other people and obviously being interested in teaching. But yeah, he's just not for him. Nope. He's doing that standoff cold shoulder. No matter what you say, I'm going to find something wrong in it. And just... His mom's picking up on it and Grace is like, you know, I'm going to have to call the relationship because it's not making Peter happy, which both mom and I were kind of like, he's a grown adult. This isn't a teenager living in your house where that dynamic's going to be continually uncomfortable. Especially when she says his happiness is everything to me. I know, I'm I'm like, girl. He's married. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... At this point, she doesn't know they're expecting, but no, obviously they're making a life for themselves. Why yeah. is his happiness everything to you in your life? Yeah, that's clearly so strange. You've moved well on into uh, your, yeah. I don't know, fifth or sixth decade here. I think 
your happiness yeah. can rule because his happiness will be yeah it's separate it's own... separate yeah like yeah he's not it was a child he's it, not a child i don't know why homework made this creative decision because i i kind of didn't like that we just left it there like i'm surprised avery didn't point out the obvious of like well this is your life too at this point but yeah. i think avery was tied up so much in the mom to be aspect of things that she was only thinking of her well, and Grace child. says, oh, when you have children, you'll know what yeah, I'm Yeah, because, and we well, know Grace is picking up on the signs. She was, but she, which it, it's still just not. I just didn't like how we left it there. I wish yeah. I wish there would have been a greater question raised, or at least something to, like, gnaw on. The fact that it just was left at, your happiness should hinge on your child's approval of your potential spouse. Ugh didn't like that didn't sit comfortably with me no but we move on of course now we are reaching the point where peter is finally going to give his proposal to the board he has now decided to not only include the pieces of art that the children he works with have done but he also wants to empower them to allow them to use their voices of what art means to them of course this is a cause very near and dear to his heart since him and his dad always didn't always see eye to eye um, in terms of Peter's love for art. So as he is getting prepped, Avery and Peter are standing side by side in their bedroom mirror and they're kind of talking to each other through the mirror, which I know that sounds weird, but it was super cute. She mentions that he always looks really good in a tux. He says, you know, she's looking beautiful too. And I think essentially he was kind of like, she was like, you gotta be nice to him because he's gonna be the father of my child. Like, you know, like be, basically be kind to yourself, allow yourself to succeed, all those right. kind of things. Right. And it was just like- It's very positive and yeah. affirming. You can make, you and can it do was this, you're good. Such a you're... whimsical moment yes. because it's like, you know, you're not, you're not making that direct eye contact where you're like, you got this, but like it was her way of uplifting him, but in that indirect way that again, like, I don't know, their their love throughout the whole movie, both in the original wedding trilogy and in this one, mm -hmm. is just very playful and very romantic. And I feel like that was my final polar pick because it really was that encapsulation of how their romance has continued to blossom. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. And of course, as we move through, um, after Peter's made his proposal, um, we know that Avery is really still struggling so much with this director. She happens yeah. to be sitting outside of um, the music or the art museum, right? Yes. Talking to just having a quick conversation with Tracy Noma because they they do three ways. Yeah. It seems pretty frequently just to kind of it was their lunch hour. Yeah. Get their own affirmations. Just kind of share share moments, etc. And she's very frustrated with it. And she even states that she's talking about the pregnancy uh, and how that's impacting things. And she does not realize that standing behind her is this mm. executive director. Yes. And he's heard this conversation that she's had with her besties. And now he knows she's pregnant. Correct. So Not great. Because even Grace doesn't know yet. Right. But that was the overhearing. It's yes. not that he yeah. purposely informed Oh, see, you did get your eavesdropping. But he did listen to the whole conversation. He did. So he, he did take your wintry wisdom. Exactly. Because he you had know, to jump to a conclusion. The conclusion yeah, was there. It was right there. <laughs> <laughs> also, just so, very uncomfortable to think of your boss eavesdropping on your private. Well, I have a feeling he just came around the corner. Yeah, the it's true. I know, but still, like, it's just, you know, it's that ugh yeah, moment. And exactly. it's so cute because Avery, of course, stands up for herself and says, you know, I think you're making a mistake when you get rid of the Amici. 
art is supposed to be about passion. It's not supposed to be about what draws the biggest crowds. Right. It's supposed to have a story and invoke emotion. And then as she comes to the close of her very impassioned speech, she says, now excuse me while I go uh, lose my lunch. Exactly. <laughs> if that doesn't set the tone. <laughs> Such a such a Lacey Chabert moment. You exactly. gotta love her. You got to love her. Exactly. But now they are reaching the point where she has her big un- unveiling of the lace gallery. Uh, she has decided to mobilize public opinion and public approval for her lace exhibit because she knows that it's. The Amici portrait is one of the five to be. Yes, he said in eight weeks it's going to get exchanged. The executive director was very clear on my decisions, decision I've made, this is what's happening. And she said, I'm going to be very clear to tell you that I think it's the wrong thing to do. So she leverages it with a man named Carruthers, who seems to have some influence. Yeah, he's a very popular news reporter who specifically does historical Boston pieces. So Mm -hmm. she knew she could hook, line, sinker him with the story, with the legend of the veil. He's a friend of Sam's, Mm -hmm. so yeah, they got linked. All the things. While Sam is busy painting clouds in their nursery, she is swaying the masses with this story of how her and Peter fell in love thanks to the veil and how she was proposed to under the Amici picture and how she eventually got married in the veil along with her friends. This is really what is able to garner those crowds when the exhibit opens. Yes. There are crowds. And the director is big enough to say, you know, I was mistaken. In typical Hallmark fashion, yes. he's big enough. He is. And he says, this will no longer be one of the pieces that gets transferred because we're going to consider it a permanent installment at this point. So so with that success at hand, mm-hmm. Avery gets another success at that time because Grace, of course, is there at this mm-hmm. event um, for the uh, for the lace display. the, the uh, and, and so is Clark. Yes. So, because Avery invited him. Avery invited him. him. So, of course, she invites Clark over as Grace and Peter and Avery are talking. He says, thank you very much for inviting me. Well, Avery and Peter, before Clark comes over, does have... They do have the opportunity to tell Grace that they are expecting. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. That is so they did picture. give her that big news just so it's out of the way. They didn't want her to hear it from the director. Or, yeah. <laughs> or anyone else. Right, exactly. <laughs> But at this point, this is where it's an it's a nice moment. It's not my polar pick moment. Mine is still coming up yet, my final one. But it's a nice moment yeah. where Peter actually, as Avery's looking at him, giving him the look like, say it, say yeah. it now. He actually is the bigger man to say, yep. you know, I I think I can, you know Apologize for my behavior, uh, basically. Right. Apologize for my behavior and we can be friends yeah. and I can see the you know, that you're a good you're a good yeah. man. You're a good influence on my mother. I like how she smiles and is happy yeah. with you around. She then says, I like how I smile. I'm yeah. happy when Clark's around. And Clark now gets enveloped into the mm-hmm. family. And, and I mean, it's so ridiculous. Again, sorry, not to harp on it too much, but real quick. I mean, the fact she was just willing to kind of put this relationship off to the side is ridiculous because they literally went away for like a weekend trip. Yes. And they were even like already talking about marriage and things like that and spending the rest of their lives together. So to me, it was just very frustrating that it came together that quickly again. But 
alas, there we are. And we have reached the moment where we have to reveal the quote of our podcast because, of course, as all the good things are happening, Avery is just enveloped in the moment. She has the creative director telling her, again, the painting's here to stay. Yes. And so she rushes to hug him and she says, and I quote, I'm hormonal, indulge me. And we just loved that because, again, like, we probably all had that moment where we're just flush with the... With and the, he seems very, oh, he's yeah. very taken aback that she's he hugging is. him. Obviously, this is his employee. This yeah. is. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine hugging my boss. That'd be so in awkward. In a very public setting yeah. with a lot of people there at the lace exhibit. And yes, yeah, so it's it's a bit awkward. And as we move on, then we get to my final polar mm-hmm. pick, which is really at the very end of the movie because we do see it's seven months later. Yes. And Grace is walking down the aisle. Peter yes. escorting her, taking mm-hmm. her to Clark, and they're getting married, and her maid of honor is Avery. Of course. And of course, we see that Emma and Tracy are there, and no Sam Paolo, is there. And no, no, no chef, chef Victor Tracy. Webster. Yes, Victor, we don't, can't remember. So my final polar pick is definitely that marriage, that mm-hmm. wedding, and you'll see that Grace is wearing the veil. The veil. The Amici Vale, and, and during this time, that's the polar pick, but obviously we have to segue into Emma and Tracy wanting to see their godson, yes. because now we find out that they've had a boy. Yes. His name is Daniel, and so they're in the nursery, and little baby Daniel all dressed up. He is dapper. He is dapper. So we actually get to kind of conclude the whole thing full mm-hmm. circle around, yes. and, and we get the end. At the end. The script, the end, of course. And, um, you know, I will say, no smooch meter to report. No. I mean, Mom and I knew we weren't going to count the kisses between Avery and Peter because we already covered that in You Can't Google a Guy's Sincerity. So we were hoping we could at least do Grace and Clark's kiss because, you know, if, if the main character's aren't the focus we yes, will we choose thought. the side couple we thought uh no they didn't even show the wedding kiss they didn't show vows we were wrong nothing and even when they were cutting the cake i mean unless we missed it i do not believe there was a kiss between the two of them no so unfortunately we do not have that to report to you but of Hair, course it's, makeup yeah setting fashion what do you think setting still boston did love the out the exterior of the house loved the interior of their house the museum, still cute, mm-hmm. still a cute little museum. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for hair, makeup, fashion, loves. I don't know who decided Avery was only going to wear dresses except for one skirt, but that was a good call. Adorable. Cute. Very cute dresses, all of them. Mm-hmm. Pure lacy. And I mean, I swear, there Pure would be the lacy. same day, and she'd have two different dresses, and I'm like, girl. Who is doing wardrobe? I mean, I loved it, but also, like, come on. And, of course, makeup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you women. already know. Homework knows what they're doing true with it. True for Emma and Tracy, too. True, yeah. True for um, Grace as well. Yes, uh, that is true. Uh, of course, Peter's, from a wardrobe perspective, <sighs> He's still the businessman. Brought, brought it all the way. Business magnet. Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's a Chippendale Rescue Rangers reference. Magnet. We have our little... I guess mini betrayal where Avery kind of hid 
from Peter. But I will say, unlike the first movie, this betrayal did not stretch on and on and on, which yes. I appreciate. It was actually that realistic of, like, if you're waiting for the perfect moment, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it just finally came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, additionally, I guess the other betrayal that we could consider is the executive director threatening and kind of following through on that threat to move the Amici, but of course that doesn't even happen. So those are kind of only our small betrayals of the movie. Um, no green screens. Well, as far as I, I think there was. There was? Oh, I what think I in their bedroom every time the scene out their window was not a real scene. Uh, I didn't even check that. That scene My out bad. their window seemed to have been, again, one of those, here's the still photo. Okay. It never moved. It never changed. There was never... They I, did have really cute balcony shots, though. I will yeah, give them that one. Very true. Yeah. That one was legit, I think. And they had that one sunsetting one. Yes, I love her, that. And that was gorgeous. Yes. That would have been one of my favorite picks just from the aesthetics of that one. Very good. Chemistry of the couple. I mean, of course we know Peter and Avery's chemistry. We've already touched on it. Right. I will say I think they did a really good job with Clark and Grace's chemistry. Because normally when we have that like B plot or subplot couple, you don't really get it fleshed out. But even though there were very minimal scenes with the two of them, I thought they did really a good job of showing that instant connection. Of course, they already kind of knew each other. They already were starting on that common plane. But still, I thought it was very beautiful the way Mm -hmm. their relationship just kind of took off. And Grace's, honestly, discomfort in, like, you know, probably her thinking, my love life's over at this point. I'm always going to be in love with Peter's father who's died. Um, But the way that she was able to become open to new love. I thought was actually really tastefully done it for was. Hallmark. Let's move on to segment three, which is our glacial grading. This is where we'll give our counts. And also where we will give our woo-woo rating. Mm-hmm. The most important aspect of every podcast, where we give what's, what's, what's. an honor to our beautiful Nala. golden retriever Nala, who woo woos to express everything good, bad, mm-hmm. indifferent, asking things, telling things. It's all a woo. Informative, inquisitive. Exactly. <laughs> So let's start with our counts. Mm-hmm. Which counts did you have, Sally? So again, we've slightly changed the counts, but I took coats, purses, and shoes, and we did not disappoint. Coats, eight. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know what the climate was, but there were actually quite a few like Boston, legit coats. So I don't yeah. know if it was fall or spring. It was something like that. I no think, idea. Yeah. Purses, Total of five. Oh, wow. I counted one for Peter's satchel he carried around uh-huh. when he was teaching, and then four for Lacey. I will say if I would have counted the purses of Emma and Tracy, we would have had a much higher number, but oh, yes. I just wanted to stick to our main one for this main one. Couple. And then shoes for Lacey, nine. <laughs> I swear... She had so many heels, so many different styles of heels. Some of them I couldn't even tell if they were the same one or not because it was the same color. She had a lot of black heels. I don't even know if they were different. I counted them all as one heel. So it might even be higher than nine for I was going to say, I thought it might be higher than yeah, nine. Yeah, I, I really don't did. even know. I don't even know. Yeah. What, what did you have? I had the hot drinks and the adult beverages. Hot drinks, I have none. I did not see Peter. Yeah, I mean, or it was just the Avery. time she was offered coffee, but she couldn't drink it because right, of the Right, and Peter never had 
any no, coffee Peter with them or tea or anything. Coffee. Peter, what? Adult beverages, I have two. Yeah. One was Peter's. We knew it would be low. One was Peter's, She drinks right? at the wedding. And then she drinks at the yeah. wedding is the last one. Yeah. Um, those are, that's it. That's it. I was really, that's all, I was folks. really slow on my counts this, this week, folks. <laughs> so then we get to the woo woo rating. Yes. Oh my. And where do you sit with this one? Oh, you let me go first? You could, you could. Okay. So do I it. gave the wedding veil expectations <laughs> a 3.5 woo woo rating. <laughs> I will admit... I was a little disappointed for a continuation. Mm. Um, I feel I really wanted more out of this movie than what I got. Um, I felt the plot a little spotty and a little bit too stereotypical, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. I, I did like how they brought real elements of what a pregnancy was like. Mm-hmm. But I kind of felt like it was just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, oh, we got to squeeze these in. Rather than, like, just kind of letting them unfold. That was my perspective as I was watching mm-hmm. it. And honestly, I just kind of felt like... Uh, it's really hard to describe for me, but... I feel like the friendship was there. Mm-hmm. But it felt forced. It didn't feel mm. that same natural connection I felt in the original Wedding Veil trilogy. Mm. And I don't know if part of that is because she's becoming a mother and that does change friendship dynamics. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe if I sit with this mm. a little bit longer. I considered a four. I did. Okay. But to me, I just, especially, I'm sorry, the fake Boston accent. I can't. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just tell him, like, just don't worry about the accent for this one. And yeah. the fact his mom still didn't have an accent. Avery didn't have an accent. I'm like, I just don't, I don't comprehend why we had to keep that up. The one thing I will say that we didn't touch on is it almost felt like after credits, which Hallmark never does. So I was, like, kind of weirded out. But they do this cut scene where it's supposed to be, like, a couple interview between Avery and yes. Peter and someone off screen. Right. I don't even know the context. It was so weird. It was cut just like an interview yes. would be. Yes, 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 Where, yes. like, when they no. were laughing, it would, like, cut. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. No, they no. asked the question, what's the first thing you noticed about Peter? And... Avery says his accent, and they both crack up. And I don't know they if do. this is like that was classic. <laughs> that was fantastic. I don't know if this was like self-aware humor on Hallmark's part, because if so, I'm gonna bump that up to a five woos. But if it was not, <laughs> I'll stick with my yeah. three points. We want to believe it was self-aware because <laughs> we, we clearly can say, look, look, whoever the actor is, whatever. Peter, you, Peter it, wait, wait. Do do Kevin not, McGarry. Do not try a Boston accent, buddy. Just don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and again, maybe if I sat with this a little bit longer, it would be that four instead of that 3.5. But yeah. I think for me, it's really hard whenever you do a continuation because it's kind of like anything that's shy of what the first one was, mm-hmm. I feel like it hits harder because it's like, oh, yeah. you brought that the first time. Like, right. And I mean, I just felt like so much of the movie, I was expecting that it would be more of like a 75 pregnant 25 having a baby and instead it was like 95 pregnant 5% having a baby which I, I I'll be honest I was I thought we were going to get a little bit more than that. Ah, okay. So, okay. my personal opinions. So my rating for the wedding veil expectations is a 4. Okay. I 
would have done the 3.5, but really boosted it to me, again, was the friendship of the three. I, okay, I know fair, you said so it may have felt forced to you, but to me it was like I relied on that friendship mm-hmm. being there. The fact that yeah. there were probably three times that they were all together face-to-face. Yeah, that's I guess true. four times when you look at the um, wedding at the end yeah. between Grace and Clark. And they had their phone um, as they were eating lunch, you know, in each of their locations, they had their phone conversations. They had phone conversations before that as they were walking around together, just kind of talking. For me, it was like, okay, this is the grounding of it. I expect, mm. I expect at least to That's have fair. this. And to me, it brought it okay. to the level that I did expect and I did want to see. I didn't have an expectation that there would really... I didn't even know if she'd have the baby okay, during... Okay, that's fair. And during maybe that's this me. Because I that thought... That was my expectation. They're not going to spend a lot of time on that because obviously yep. it's all leading up to... And, and the fact that they... Again, they focus a lot more on Avery. Yeah. At, you know, trying to establish her career, trying mm-hmm. to make this, you know, her sense of art. Of course, Peter's sense of art. Yeah. This, this passion... This romantic sense that she always has. They, you know, they really capitalized on that. They did. Multiplies throughout the movie. So I thought they did well with it. They kept consistent with it. Yes, his accent was horrid. It's Ugh. always been horrid. Yeah. I wasn't expecting anything more of that. I really liked the Grace and Clark line in there. Yeah, that to was bring good. them in. Having Lucy back again as the, the assistant. I mean, they probably could have spent more time having her in there. But I don't know. I, I think I give it a good solid four. I mean, yeah. I, it had all the elements. Mm, yes, as a sequel, it may have disappointed a bit, but it had a different focus to it. So the fact that they kept the romance for the amount of time that they did after everything, the fact that, yes, the stressors of having an old house and trying to build it, the fact that, yes, she's having a hard time deciding on paints and curtains and all very overwhelming especially when you know yes your whole life's about to change and you're mm-hmm. going to have you're going to give birth to a and you know a baby you're going to have to take care of all the time so yeah there's a lot of changes all happening in there i thought they handled that well yeah so I give it a four. Wes, Wes, Wes. So, of course, we have to give our shout-outs like usual. Shout-out to Tessa. Tessa. You watched about a quarter of the movie with us. Kudos to you for sticking around. Shout-out to Jasmine. Shout-out to the maker of our candle, Bath & Body Works. We are burning their scent winter right now, and it is very appropriate because we've actually had a fairly cold week with one random warm day. And, and some, some snow. snow. So there you go. That is that is winter in Ohio, though, for you. Shout out to our husbands, to Mark and to Nick. Thank you for supporting us through our podcasting times. Absolutely. Shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor. Thank you for believing in us. Shout out to all of our listeners, both loyal and new. We appreciate you coming back each week to hear our Hallmark Chitter Chatter. You all can probably guess the movie that we'll cover next week. Um, But until then, cheers!